have to understand most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. Black turn cold and the stars look down and you'd hug yourself on the cold, cold ground. You wake the morning in a stranger's coat but no one would you see. Ask yourself who'd watch for me, my only friend. Who could it be? It's hard to say it, I hate to say it, but it's probably me. I'm on that red bell shit for real. When your bell is empty and the hunger's so real, you're too proud to beg. Too dumb to steal You search the city For your only friend No one will you see Ask yourself Who'd watch for me A solitary voice To speak out and set me free I hate to say it I hate to say it But it's probably me Not the easiest person I ever got to know. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. CFR Network, CFR News, thank yourself for surviving the zombie apocalypse. We are back in the lab, diligently working hard. Good day, good night all. Niha, wassalam. Hola and bonjour. Universal greetings. I uh, have a returning guest. Introduce yourself, kind sir. So I'm a guy with a snapback holding a whisk. And if this whisk is kind of symbolic of the journey I've taken in activism. I first found out, to keep it really short, years ago that the world was not like I thought it was. And after a bunch of research, I started talking all about it. People say, hey, well, you talk a lot of junk, but what are you doing about it? Like, well, that's a pretty good question. So after that, I just basically thought of any and every way nonviolently to counter, mitigate what's going on in this current situation. Um, and through my travels and my activism, I've done a number of things, uh, including things in the community, protests, uh, food drives, did a few radio shows, uh, have my own YouTube channel, and I'm also on Auditing America. And this whisk here represents the fact that I'm not uh, a Democrat or Republican. I don't take my marching orders from the teleprompter reading uh, military industrial complex people, the big pharma, I'm just a regular dude. This is uh, a fake microphone. It's uh, just uh, kind of show the difference, you know? 
symbolic symbolic um, um citizen journalism would be the uh, the the the, the titleage and phrase um that would be used and obviously activist and activism is um something I, I would definitely associate with yourself and you have um in that short piece have identified so much things i mean it, it comes at a certain point where people are able to say okay well i've got this information what do i do with it um and you're one of the ones who are putting as we say showing and proving you know you're going out you 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 you're you're in the protests you you you're in the community and most importantly I, the way i obviously stumbled across you guys was the pnac stuff and the you know uh, the first amendment audits and i think that in itself is a powerful situation to put the lay uh, the sheep uh, the lemmings into a position where they actually have to critically think because that has been beaten out of the, the mass popular unfortunately they just don't think like i i, I always say especially to people who have never watched the content that you guys produce like what would you do if someone was was filming like just had their mobile phone out and like as people normally do would, would you object and the, then then what comes up the first thing they said well unless i've got my, my permission i'm like well why would they need your permission if you're just out and about like in town or something oh well because it's, it's me isn't it and and then the, the, the example i give us okay you know when you go on vacation and you're taking pictures of buildings of the, the palm trees the sand and even video and you got people walking around do they run up to you and say wait a minute i don't want to be in your video and you don't do the same thing and they say no you're right i didn't think of it that way noble <laughs> yeah i mean actually people it's just the opposite well, usually if they're at a scenic area or a monument where people take photographs, they're rather courteous. People will try to duck or walk around yes. or walk by. for the most part, you know, there's some people that won't, but yeah, it shows the disconnect there. And it also shows the disconnect where we'll go into these public buildings and we, we audit everything from police uh, stations to city halls, to state houses, to presidents, every, everything up and in between. And one of the things that we'll point out is, yeah, people will get really upset if a dude with a camera comes in or a girl with a camera comes in or whoever comes in with the camera. But, you know, once I bring up the point, well, hey, what about the NSA? We've known they've been illegally spying on you. We're engaged in a constitutionally protected act. Have you ever got upset about that? Yeah. Uh, they don't don't care about that you know we're we're engaged we're in the funny thing is we're not going on to private property you know we're going into buildings that we finance and pay for uh and that everyone in there works for us right and they took an oath uh most of them to protect our rights so it's uh it's interesting the disconnect to say the least very much so i mean i i even without the the knowledge i have of the area i don't think I can understand because there are some auditors who, you know, because everyone's got their own style of, of how they do things. So there are some who are a little aggressive in regards to, you know, no, I want I want to put this person on camera. I'm going to put it up as close as possible, you know. Um, in that kind of respect, I, I can understand some of the reactions that you get. But if you're just standing there normally in, in the same sort of position, look, you know, 
and, and you're conducting your, your business, you're making the requests and you're just looking around, that shouldn't be an issue, you know, as unless you're doing something wrong. I mean, don't, don't, isn't this, they were saying the guilty ones scream the loudest. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's another thing too, is it just goes to show the disconnect, right? Because part of the First Amendment here in the United States is also freedom of the press. Unlike, uh, you know, the, the British Empire back in the day, the king had to give you permission mm. to be a cooper or a blacksmith or a member of the press. Here, that's the great part about the United States is, you know, anybody can be the press. You don't have to come in there and have, you know, this, uh, this big corporate backing and all this makeup and, and whatever. And so, you know, just to, again, this is almost like the NSA point. If, if, if we were to come in there, like the local CNN or ABC or whatever, people would be not getting upset. They'd be adjusting their hair, right? They would be excited <laughs> about it. Yeah. And then, and that's the part of the disconnect. Part of the reason why Mr. America does what he does is because almost all the time, now I don't want to say almost all the time, but a majority of the time when we go into public areas, uh, people will say, what was your press pass, right? Like press pass, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a big disconnect there, even with the people that are supposed to be protecting our rights and supposed to have the knowledge of the First Amendment. That's the first one, right? So the only people in the United States that are going to give you a press pass is the company that you work for, right? And so the thing in the United States is anybody can publish a story. Anybody can take a pen and paper or sit down at a keyboard or pick up a cell phone or whatever you want, camera, and you can work on a story. That's your right to do so. That's your God-given natural right to be able to do that. And so they think if you're not part of uh, the corporately controlled military industrial complex media, Council on Foreign Relations media, then, hey, you're not, you're not anybody. So, I mean, like, there's a big, big disconnect. And I think that uh, the work that Mr. America is doing is very, very important. And it, I think that it's, uh, it is having an effect slowly but surely, but part of the, the thing that you always talk about is the psychological aspect of it too, is a lot of times when people are pointed out that they're wrong, especially when you're in a position of so-called authority, mm. you're in that and most most humble people don't gravitate towards that. There's also been studies show that obviously psychopaths, uh, not everybody is a psychopath, but there's small percentages of the population that are, and they do gravitate towards positions of power. So th these people are, even when you point out that they're wrong, they're not necessarily humble enough. They can't lower their ego enough to see, hey, yeah, you know, I'm actually right. They're not willing to take that step back and say, hey, you were right, I was wrong. I am, I am not doing the right thing here. So although it is having an effect, there's also, you know, a backlash. And it's, 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 it's like the point that you bring up frequently is we really have to change the minds of these people. And it's, it's a difficult thing to do. And that's what we try to do at Auditing America's, you know, like you alluded to, there, there are different styles. And it is your right to go up to uh, the government or anybody in the government and say, F you, F you, whatever you want. And, you know, there's, <laughs> you would be well within rights, but within your reason to do so. However, you know, part of the thing, despite the fact that I'm talking into a whisk right now, everything is perspective. So I try to have, I always try to be polite when I enter a building. We're, we're all, we're never preemptively negative unless it's when we confront the Clintons or, or Joe Biden or Trump or something like that. Um, people that have been, you know, demonstrably war criminals uh, and worse. Um, so we, we try to be preemptively nice and I'm, I'm actually sitting and trying to 
to explain to them through rhetoric as well too like um, that's something that i'm trying to work on big time because that's uh very important i think everybody should study it. that's an activism uh and i'm just beginning to study myself I'm, I'm really trying to have a conversation with these people to show them hey look uh, i try to use the socratic method where i can to get them to think for themselves yeah. right ask as many questions as i can and you know every once in a while you will get one of those moments where you see the gears turning and there are a lot of current and former police officers that that love what we do because we they know that we might not always be the best uh we, we may uh have shortcomings but we we're actually trying to to, to change things right we, we actually believe in this stuff yeah the intensity you can see the, the the intent and what what's the the ultimate goal is um and we're seeing it we're seeing it in the comments i'm pretty sure you'll get emails um you see it within certain videos on your channel and other people's channels where people initially no 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 you can't do that you can't do that and you'll say well wait a minute where are we <laughs> we're in a public area you're a public official public person okay what is the problem and then you you, you know they'll they'll actually as you say, the cogs will start to turn and be like, wait a minute, why am I acting like this? You haven't got an AK-47. You haven't, like, disrespected me. You haven't, it's just the camera and I don't know why I was acting like this because everywhere I go, I'm on surveillance in this building, outside of the building, traffic cameras, this camera, that camera. <sighs> yeah, you great job out there you should you should go out and do some videos because your temperament because even the thing is even though i try to be polite it's just built into me that i'm just a uh a smart ass right so sometimes even when i'm trying to be nice sometimes it can come off as smart assy and condescending but you know just yeah what's the problem here you know i mean i i, I still have a great work uh great amount of work to do on my uh humility and delivery so uh, i think you do a great job well, it's it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle and a constant striving for you to grow as a person, to understand your your shortcomings and trying to work on them. You will never be a perfect being on this plane of existence. But the key thing is, is to identify, well, how can I be better? Can I be better 2% tomorrow? Can I be better 10% tomorrow or, or at the end of the week? You know, it's all about progressing. If we don't, move forward what are we doing <laughs> we're staying stuck or we're in essence sometimes we are devoluting and we're going backwards we're at a state where people are and i bring this up frequently we, we have arrested development and i think this has been going on for the last 20 to 30 years we've got people literally stuck in their late teens yeah yeah and it's, it's 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 really evident, right? That's why Spider Man seventy five just came out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it's it's actually it's really evident, and it, it's you know, if this is something that you bring up. This is something that I bring up too. It's a conglomeration of things working in collusion with one another that have caused this, right? So it's not just the TV in the news and the media and Hollywood, but it's also the chemicals in the food, the chemicals in the water, uh, how, how they were taught at school. And I mean, really, you don't even have to have the constant entertainment, the video games, everyone's yelling and screaming at uh, Tom Brady and 
Patriots or whatever, but they would never think about yelling at the people that are uh, trafficking humans or <laughs> causing and continuing illegal wars or spying on you like a, a perv. They don't get mad at that, but they'll be mad if their guy in, in tight pants dropped the football. So yeah, it, this is this is a, a you know this is brought to us by people like Edward Bernays, uh, Aldous Huxley, Bertrand Russell, people like that. It's it's really a deadly concoction, and it's unfortunate because these people are literally stuck in that. And then you add the other layer too, which is the traumas, right? Yes. The master, and and when you're in fear, you're you're never in a you're never in not only a state of growth, but it's also not a state that's conducive to making logical decisions. So, I mean, first it was, oh, the Russians, the Russians, they're gonna nuke, they're gonna nuke us. And maybe that was actually pretty warranted, but some of the fear porn going along with that wasn't. And then, and then the spread of communism, right? And then, uh, and then after that, it's the war on terrorism, the terror levels orange, you're gonna be extra scared today, guys. And now with, now with the pandemic, I mean, you already know, you gotta be scared. Uh, yeah, you, Mike, you did miss two. Uh, you did miss two. Uh, going back to the eighties, we had the, the we had the um, the AIDS and HIV ec- epidemic. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, so still going on the war on drugs. You got to be. You got to be. Yeah, HIV. Yeah, we have climate change in the seventies. Mm. Now we have climate change is going to scare us to death. The world's going to end. We have eight years left. Oh uh, gosh, and and look at look at how if we even stick on that point. Okay, so 80s, 70s and 80s, it was called uh, it was called global warming. And all they were talking about was in the UK in the year 2026 or something like that, it's going to be like the Mediterranean and we're going to be growing um, grapes over here again. We're not going to need to go on holiday because the temperature is going to be so nice. The polar caps are going to melt. <laughs> Well, except for the polar cap, but everything besides that, that sounds awesome. Exactly, exactly. And then the show, the little polar bear, you know, looking disheveled on the little iceberg. And you think, oh, my God, what, what's going on? Is this due to global warming? Uh, and then you realize, well, hold up, the, 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 the plane of existence we on goes through cycles, you know. So in Antarctica... <laughs> It melts at times, and polar bears trans- transverse across plains, and sometimes they're polar on these... Bears swim. Polar bears can swim. That just goes to our point here, which is none of... And I spent many, many years based on facts and logic, and that just... It's very emblematic there, right? You see uh, a cute, adorable polar bear, and it's like it's in a precarious situation. Your heart turns like, oh, no, right? all emotion that's all emotion that's nothing to do with facts it has nothing to do with the fact that al gore said yeah by 2013 most of the caps will be melted and will be i mean that was damn near 10 years ago uh so that's that's what they do they tug on our emotional heartstrings and when you when you're in a when you're emotional you're not making uh, logical decisions and that's the way they've been able to captivate us along with the the slew of other things that we just discussed yeah and the, the, the excellent thing, um, as we discussed previous, well, pre-recording, is that there, we're, we're, we're kind of reaching that tipping point, I would say. I'm having so many conversations with people who I would have never thought to have the conversation that I would have had with them. And it's like, wow. And oh, yes, I'm going to that protest. And oh, I'm going to be resigning because there's no way I'm taking any, any kind of... Um, 
you know, <laughs> experimental thing of, you know, I'm not doing that. And it's like, wow, I'm so happy that you're taking control of your own life. And I keep on saying we need more and more people to say, I not, I am not having it anymore. That's and whether exactly that means right. leaving your job and finding another job. Look, uh, you may have a, a, a career versus a job and you love that, but sometimes you've got to stick with your principles. And if your principles are saying, look, I don't want to do this, then maybe you need to leave your career and then just have a job. Yeah, uh, that's one of the common excuses we hear from public servants and police across the United States. Hey, look, I'm just doing my job. I'm just following orders, right? Uh, that's the same thing that the Nazis said. Uh, you know, I'm just following orders, right? Remember Nuremberg? Mm. Just following orders, doing my job. According to the Nuremberg Code, that doesn't cut it, right? Uh, people really need to think for themselves. And, you know, part of it, it is awesome that people are waking up and it, it takes humility to be able to do that or to push people far enough. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's very important that people are, are stepping forward and doing something because, you know, just, you know, just following orders does not cut it. And, you know, especially, I mean, look at the, the criminal background of some of these companies, you know, in the medical industry that are pushing the, so yeah. now you to think critically about that. And you know what, something, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you can speak to this because I guess we all live in our own little bubbles, but I feel like I'm, I, well, I'm definitely seeing more people that are, reporting deaths and injuries due to the yeah that i feel like is and not only that but also people that are one two three sometimes four strikes in yeah. yes getting it and they're, they're after they've been i can't tell you how many people i know in my personal life have gotten the, the, the you know what and yeah. are still and then the people that are getting it are getting these debilitating uh side effects and then some people are even dying I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter and social media talking about this. And I think that's one of the hard ways that it's converting people. Uh, I think that's uh, kind of a silver lining. But to me, that actually makes me want to ask you a question, which is, do you think that they purposely, I mean, when do you think what I'm saying is true? Is there a mass amount of people? I mean, I know yes. for a, a lot of people are definitely getting COVID after getting them. I know that but it does also seem like there's a lot of injuries and deaths going on. Do you, do you think that is happening? And do you think that was something that was intended to happen? I, yes, I would, I would say I would agree. I am, I, I am definitely hearing um, on a secondary basis and via Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, of loads of people having um, issues, should we say, based upon having that um, experimental stuff. Um, I think that these, the powers that should have never have been, these criminals, um, they knew something was going to happen, but I don't think they knew how quickly, because obviously they'd had, this is the test, this is the beta test, we're in phase three, four, you know, depending on where you are in the world. So until they go through these beta tests to un understand what the true effects are, then they can correlate and say, okay, let's 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 ramp down on that particular part of the um, you know what, the Colt 45 thing. Um, let's ramp up in that area so that the, the the debilitating effects will be seen a lot later in life versus so quickly. 
So do you think this was something that was orchestrated for a long time? I mean, it, I, it feel like it has to have been because it does bear the trademarks of all the other things we saw before, like September 11th mm-hmm. and weapons of mass destruction and, you know, whatever it is in the media, they're usually lockstep with the governments. I mean, sometimes we even have people saying, giving that there's uh, a member of parliament in the UK and also I think somebody down in Australia gave this literally the same word for word each um, about about the war on terror. So I I see that. And then, of course, you got Billy Boy. I mean, you already know the the military, pardon me, Big Pharma and their industrial complex. And then you have things like things that Bill Gates has said previously. uh, I don't know if I can say this, but event number. Yes. Yes. Say 201. Okay, yep. So I, I was that's why I was calling it the mm-hmm. just because you know, yeah, you you know how it is. I mean, quite frankly, um I, I've changed my approach and I have I, I'm I'm attacking nonviolently from all angles, right? Because uh certain things I know if I I've I've already had one channel taken down, right? Um yes. I've had taken down. So I have one channel that's for hardcore stuff and it's going to get banned again and then I'm going to come out with 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. Then I have one stuff that's kind of like mid-level and then I have another one that's kind of like, all right, this will draw attention and actually get eyeballs so I can divert them to these other things because if literally if you're on certain platforms like YouTube, if you're on there, you say certain things, you might, you, you, yes. you're wasting, you're literally wasting your time because you're not going to reach anybody. Mm-hmm. So you know, develop some code words and winks and nudges along the way because i also you have to put them you have to put them to the the other information out there or give them a little breadcrumb to start that trail because it's not like the old days i mean i remember in the old days of youtube one of my friends was getting paid quite handsomely from youtube talking about conspiracy minded things um and that's you know that was that was quite a long time ago mm. that doesn't happen anymore so but back to the uh this whole pandemic it's interesting to me because usually in in the line of of work that we do there's there's kind of things that will indicate something's about to happen right uh this is about to go into full effect now we've had the former scares with uh sars SARS. and zika all those other that come that's almost like a yearly thing i remember one time i was almost like kind of half semi scared because the news was ramping up and I was already everyone was talking about it. He's like, Oh, I forget if it was SARS or Zika. Oh, we were mad. We're a mask or anything now uh, at that time, obviously. But so I, I've seen them try to, you know, and they've talked about doing this, but I mean, at least to my knowledge, I feel like our community was caught kind of flat footed on this or, or I, I don't know. I'd like to get your take because this is also like one of these bold steps, right? Like this is, this is, I said this right after this first started. I was like, yeah, we're never going back. And this is going to be worse than 9-11. And I feel like it has been worse than 9-11. Look at the death counts. Look at the body counts under these demons' belts that they've got through, not through just the direct um, ingestation or injection of this damn Colt 45 thing. I'm talking about the economical, the, the physical torture and abuse of children, women, and men across this plane of existence. That you know, the the businesses who shut down, the people who have committed suicide. There's been a teen teen murders 
is at its highest, I think 200, 228% in the UK since lockdown. And there's the majority- a guy from the uh, World Health Organization that admitted early on, maybe a couple months or less into this, that the, if, if you continue the lockdowns because of the economic ramifications, because certain people have to go to work and certain people's work in so-called underdeveloped or second or third world nations, I don't like those terms, mm. but that's what they call it. Uh, they're interdependent on the European Union, the United States to have work. And so you cause this domino effect. And according to somebody that works for the World Health Organization himself said, these lockdowns are going to result in an extra 10, bare minimum 10 to 20 million deaths a year due to starvation. And that's far exceeds anything, uh, any numbers you can put up, the, the fraudulent numbers uh, yeah. talking coronavirus and that's just one aspect besides all the other aspects that you're talking about i mean we're talking about a lot of dead millions of dead people and that was just year that was just year one we're coming yeah. this is it and then you get the convoluted um <clears throat> no disrespect lemmings who will say oh but people are dying People are dying, and it's like, okay, that I'm not disputing. There's no dispute in regards to this. There is some kind of SARS-CoV type virus, which is a flu type virus that's floating around. And some people in certain brackets are going to be affected. Now, you may be the one of the most unlucky ones and don't fall into any of those brackets, but you will get hit by it very severely. Um, there's no disputing that. The dispute is, is the numbers. 20,000 to 20, say 24,000 at the very most, every year on average, people die in the UK of the common cold slash flu. That figure has not changed. <laughs> like, you, you know, now, we, we need to like, use sense. And, and that's the thing too. I, I have actually said this. I'm not in favor of any lockdowns or anything under any circumstances no government has the right to at least not here supposedly in the uk and the united states and certain other governments governments according to themselves uh stem all their power from us and here in the united states we created government to secure our rights that's literally what it says in the second paragraph of the declaration of independence so that's the reason we created government to secure our rights so they're literally doing the opposite right so and now the but at the same time, uh, I would never be a, a public servant. But if I was, and let's just say hypothetically, I was a president, I was Trump or Biden during this whole thing, then I would say, hey, you know what? We, we, got, we got this thing going on. We're not too sure about it. Looks like it could be the cold. Um, if you're elderly, you might want to stay home. Hey, you know, we're recommending certain things, but hey, it's, it's on you. Yeah. Now, it would be a whole nother story if this was something that wasn't like the flu, right? If this was like Black Lake 2.0, I mean, governments still don't have the right to tell you to, to shut down, um, but then, then you should get up there. Hey, guys, I'm not, I don't want you to panic, but uh, stuff is about to hit the fan. So you know, <laughs> I can't let you stay in your house, but it would be a pretty good idea. You've got the Black Plague 2.0. But no, this is just a, uh, this is, I, and I've known, I've known people that have gotten it, uh, both un and, uh, jabbed and unjabbed. And you know, most everybody survives, but that's how it is. You know, people die from the cold. People die from the flu every year. These are not astronomical numbers like you see. Uh, actually, the most astronomical number, if we really want to get rid of the real disease, it's government. Anybody can go ahead and look up demo side, D 
D-E-M-O-C-I-D-E, done, and it showed that the number one killer of all people was murdered by their own government of the last uh, the last hundred years. Yes. That does not numbers where they're in war, where governments are going against each other. That's just murder by their own government. So the number one murderer of all things would be government. So I think we need to lock down the government, lock down the government. And it's just ironic that um, we got all these pedophiles, <laughs> those guys being locked down, but no, the pedophiles locked us down. That says something about the state of humanity. They're, they're still flying around. They're running for your Bill Gates is up there. Yeah, they're, they're still doing it. And yeah. Really- and, and, and you, and most people across the board, whether you're, you know, towing the line, whether you're a sheep or a lemming, most people know that physical harm to children and women is a no-no. Pederasty and pedophilia is one of the, the, the worst things that you can do to a being you know, to, to, to rob and steal their innocence and youth from them. But yet, as you say, we've got, you check out, I know you, you guys in America obviously have access to a lot more freedom of information, FOIs and all that kind of stuff. You have a look at your police departments, your local police departments, and look at the convictions of these officers. I'm going to take it a step further where you're going. I'm sorry to interrupt, right? But recently, Austin Police Department uh, from Austin, Texas, just recently announced that due to the defund the police, they will no longer, this guy's pulling somebody over, uh, it's in the ambulance, okay. Um, these, because of the so-called defund police, they will no longer be able to keep up with, uh, with sex offenders, which is interesting because I don't, they didn't make a notice saying, hey, we're going to pull some people off of highway patrol. Stop giving you tickets for a couple months here while we look after the sex offenders. Hey, maybe we're a month off and go through the unused kit. Hey, you know all these cold cases packing up? We might want to take a, no, we're going to be on highway patrol, right? And so we not only need to defund the police, but we need to abolish the police. I've had several times where Mr. America and myself, we've uh, poached some predators, given them all the information, made a statement, Followed up, did nothing. I mean, gave them license plate, did everything. Uh, all the pictures, the names, where they were, so on and so forth. So they're, they're actively protecting. And then if you want to take it on the macrocasm, uh, you've got Donald Trump, who everyone thought was going to drain the swamp and, and this and that. Well, it turns out that he knew that Jeffrey Epstein was a pedophile for at least a decade and only said something when it was expedient for him because they both wanted the same uh, piece of real estate. That means that Donald Trump was a knowing pedophile protector for at least a decade, maybe up to 12 years. It also means that Donald Trump hired Alex Acosta, the guy that gave Jeffrey Epstein the sweetheart the deal. Sweetheart deal, yeah. Allowed him to come and go through prison, continue to rape girls and do whatever he wanted. He also hired William Barr, who had to recuse himself from the Epstein probe because of his family's prior relation to Epstein. Then he had Steve Bannon. Yeah, he's going to drain the swamp, right? Oh, actually, not only is he meeting with Jeffrey Epstein as recently as 2019, but according to some reports, acting as Jeffrey Epstein's publishing, uh, publicist and trying to, pardon me, not publicist, um, maybe that's the correct term, I don't know, I'm just a guy with a snapback, but uh, trying to revamp his image. Yeah, publicist would be right, Tim. No, you're right on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, then he hires Alan Dershowitz. Who's Alan Dershowitz? Well, Alan Dershowitz was the guy accused right alongside Jeffrey Epstein 
right alongside, not just uh, just a lawyer. This guy's accused alongside Jeffrey Epstein uh, by a number of the accusers. Uh, and it's, it's currently, as far as I know, still undergoing litigation for this in at least civil court. Uh, and then he also publicly said that the age of consent should be lowered to 14 or 15. And then when backlash from the mainstream news, which you'd be surprised about, you'd think they'd be cheering it on. But this was a few, quite a few years ago. They, he actually wrote another op-ed and said, no, no, we should be able to rape little girls. We should be able to rape little girls. But Trump hires all people. Um, and there's arguments to be made, though, whether he's, a, he's definitely a pedophile protector. And then we have Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden, he just openly gropes on kids and women openly, all, openly does it continually nonstop. So uh, this is this is the, the level. Of, and, and that's the thing is, is these people are the I mean, then you get into the intelligence agencies and what they're doing with pedophiles. And, you know, uh, it's, it's just it's just it's just insane. So, yeah, it's pedophilia it's, has, has run amok in, in this country. I say across this plane of existence, unfortunately, across this plane of existence, you've got these these predators, these evil, wicked demons running around this place, protected. They've all got their own little clubs, you know, whether they're low level, mid level or whatever. They're all scum. Right. And they're, as you say, they're protected in the UK. If, if you're one of those those perverse people um we've got we've got um and again across the plane of existence you've got pedophile hunters who will make fake profiles and will lure these weirdos into chats and meets and stuff and then confront them and try to get them put through the legal system the right way some go about it not very professionally others do it very professionally ultimately the job is being done by by the people not by law enforcement by the people and by my estimates, I would say 60% of them, nothing is done. NFA, no further action. So then... Longer periods in jail for uh, marijuana still. Yeah. People are getting... But he's facing 120 years for fake vaccine passports. But pedophiles up in a couple of years. I mean, this is... I mean, this is... <laughs> this is the state of the world uh, that we live in. And yeah, you know, you're talking about the how pedophilia is probably the worst possible uh, thing that you can do on this planet. And it's just re replete everywhere. It's across this country, lowest to the highest. And uh, <clears throat> the sad part about it is people like yourself and me have been saying for, for a very long time now, uh, just this basic premise, uh, this is, at least I can speak for myself. Hey, there's a group of people, the Bilderberg, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the royal family of the Netherlands, right? And um... thanks for taking the time to tune into CFR Network. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support. Fight for me Would you? Would you? If I was down 
Would you pick me up? When my spirit's low Would you lift me up? Nowhere to go I was out there dealing narcotics Survival could be neurotic These women could be erotic Trying to take you off your job And all the shit you work so hard for Little whip you caught from calling That got you to that studio Now she wants you to let your future go At the crossroads stuck But you don't give a fuck But in the end still it take two to know Gotta live it, get it, going, gone Dreams are real, keep holding on Keep holding on Show no weakness, only strong Cause they want you dead But me, I'm breathing These niggas salty, my taste is straight out of photo You was no one, I was local Now I'm on it, you still no one Gotta fight for what you love And I love bleeds through my vocal side It feels like nobody loves you Seems like your people hate you Hate you cause people love you Won't die for you Let alone niggas won't fight for you You thought them niggas gon' ride for you Shit them niggas ain't riders do Get you another clip My fucking circle real Just had to tighten up They didn't fit the bill Man this is music You gotta show improvement Or get left behind With them has-beens and them losers I was dead broke when I moved back From Hollywood with them new raps New team, few tracks, made a tape one Still classic, faded dreams, my Illmatic Niggas thought we had seen tragic People that I once knew Far gone, they all pill addicts I strive to be the person that those people wish they were That good and evil on your shoulders always going to fur The only thing you got in this world is your nuts and worth You try and take that from me, nigga, gotta kill me first